1: WestwoodDental.com
2: This is the Last Minute Blues Podcast with Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandango and former Blues defenseman, Jamie Rivers. It is the Last Minute Blues Podcast. Donnie Fandango, Jeff Burton and Jamie Rivers. Gentlemen, uh, we have had quite a busy week. It's really great to be back in the room with you guys and seeing your faces and getting ready to talk some hockey.
1: It really, really, really is nice, and I know Donnie and I were definitely, most definitely thinking about you, Jamie, uh, when we heard the news about Bob Plager. It was a weird Um, day, boys. Really, really weird day, and and you know what? It sucks even more because it started at least in my text chain with my non-Donnie and non-Jamie friends as rumor. Oh, man, I just saw the rumor. Is it true? And then you start texting everybody, did you hear, did you hear, did you hear? Man, I'm getting freaking goosebumps, and then I get the text from Jamie, rumors are true. Yeah. Ah, Here's my
2: thing, and and I'm not, this is not a Donnie lash out. I don't mean to do that at all. But when you are tweeting at me, hey, I think this terrible thing has happened. Mm -hmm. I I, I don't know what you're expecting me to do with no news confirmation. And and I just, listen, I know why you're doing it, and I, I don't mean to single anybody out. But this is like a human, and I would just prefer if we're not kicking that around on the Internet. I know that that's past and it's impossible and all that sort of thing, but I just really hated that aspect of it.
0: Guys, it was tough because we – look, our show starts at 2. You know the prep. I'm here, what, two hours before we're prepping. We're getting ready. We have spots we do. We're busy, 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 busy. So by the time we go in and we click the on-air button and we're ready to go, we're trying to bring the energy – We've got the disco lights going in there, like we really try to up it, our game. First text I see, and it's random. It's like out of a movie. I'm not kidding you. All these other texts about Cardinals starters and blues and power play and this, and all of a sudden, one little text is Bobby okay? Question mark. I'm like, what? Like that's random. Like that's like yeah. movie shit, right? right. Yeah. Where you look and all of a sudden you're like, why? Why is that one text message sticking out? So I ignore it for a while, and it's eating at me. I'm on the air. I'm there, but I'm not there. Right. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? I'm on Google. I'm texting some people. um, And then I text back to the text line person. I'm like, not sure what you're talking about. I'm like, here we go. Right? Right. As that happens, there is a policeman that I know in town that apparently was one to arrive on the scene, and he texted me first and just said, I want to be the first one to tell you that Bobby has passed on a car accident on 6440. We don't have all the details, but I just wanted you to hear it from me and know that it is not a rumor. And then from that point on, then the text lines started lighting up. Twitter's lighting up. You guys are texting me. uh, Dan McLaughlin, Danny Mac, he called me. I'm like on the air. He waited for a commercial break, called me. And he's like, I just want you to know um, that the rumor's true. He didn't know I knew. You know, he was looking out for me so I don't get blindsided on the air. Scotty Warman from Fox Sports Midwest. I mean, every break I had 30 or more text messages going on throughout that show. And then when we got it confirmed with the St. Louis Blues, which is certainly the right thing to do, right? You wait, and, and Bobby would have wanted the St. Louis Blues to be the ones to not announce it, but at least confirm it. Uh, and then at that point, boys, I don't even know. I, I've been doing this radio thing for about a year, like full time. I've never, I, I don't know if you guys have ever had to announce the death of a friend on the air when you're breaking it. Yeah, no, I haven't. Because our station hadn't announced anything yet. No Twitter, no announcement. And, and John Kiowski just, he kind of grabbed me and we we're both teary eyed at the time. And he's like, I don't know how you feel about it. I just feel like. It would be right if it was you yeah. that that said it, and so I was like, okay, like you know I me, mean, I'm like, all right, sure. And then as I got there, and then as, as the red light goes on, and we're doing it, and BT, unfortunately, we had to plow through what we just teased, which was, you know, and and B, I shouldn't say that BT had already started his segment on the three big questions for the Cardinal a day, and it's Austin Dean, right? I'm sitting there going, <laughs> no disrespect, to Austin Dean, yeah. but I'm sitting there going. Why the hell are we talking about Austin Dean right yeah, now? Yeah, But BT didn't know. He actually started the segment before me, which was awesome teammate move because uh, John and I were talking in the hallway. Right. And so then I just wrote a little note. I said, leave some time before the end of the segment. So I, you know, he cut his answers a little shorter. And then after the last one, you know, I say, hey, that was your three big questions. Like, okay, uh, I have something very difficult to say right now. Dude, I don't even know what I said after that. Yeah. I blacked out. I don't know. I, I got through without crying, which was tough because I know my voice was shaking in the moment.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's the hardest thing I've ever done is be um, a news outlet to the people of St. Louis. I'm telling them that the greatest Saint Blue, St. Louis Blues player of all time, Mr. St. Louis Blue, Mr. St. Louis, has passed away. And it, that's I'm the one to do it in that moment. That was heavy, man. It and by hard. the way,
1: he's a friend. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean he's that's a, you're not a newshead reading a story. Right. And it's somebody break, that you
2: have yes. that 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 you have uh, that bond with. Relationship. Welcome for, to being a
1: broadcaster. For
0: years. Yeah, right. And uh. then um Bobby's uh Bobby's kids are friends of ours. Like Bobby's daughter is really good friends with my wife, Shannon. Uh, Bobby's grandkids come to all the synergy hockey uh, lessons and camps. And so I see Bobby and his family all the time, and I it was just Wild man, I, I don't even know. I don't know how I got through it, I don't remember anything that I said. Uh, but I just hope I did it justice.
1: From what I understand, on the uh, inter office emails, you knocked it out of the park. Well, I appreciate that. It, it, so. it, it. It's
2: just one of those things, man, where uh, when the, the, the human aspect of you know, of, a, of our personalities comes into our work and, mm-hmm. and whatever it is, whether it be a Bobby Plager or or you know, whatever, it, it's just um. You know, I mean, sometimes I think people kind of take the personality part out of it. I mean, like we talk about with athletes sometimes, and uh, you know, it was just a terrible, it's just a terrible day, and 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 not even a guy that I even knew outside of just this beak. I mean, when the Blues were bad, he was the champion. Yeah. When they were good, he was the champion. Think of how many hockey sticks that dude passed out. Think of how many people went. Well, what about these blues? I met that guy, and he was so nice, and you know, and maybe he didn't turn all of those people into hockey fans, obviously, but there are most certainly some that he did just for the love, just not only for the love of the game, but for the love of this city and the love of this team, and it's so beautiful to me, man.
1: Yeah, and the two the two things that I want to uh, mention are uh, if the if he didn't turn people into hockey fans, he turned them into Bob Plager fans. Which is more important? Yeah. And the other thing is these sportscasters that got on TV all day yesterday and boo-hooed about this guy and were never at hockey games. That pisses me off. Oh, oh. And I'm not gonna call anybody out, but people that are sitting there on the TV going, "Oh, we lost this." You didn't even meet the guy more than <laughs> once, probably, because you're you're ripping and reading your damn sports. I've been at a ton more Blues games in the press box than half of those people that are getting all emotional.
2: Let me tell you something, man. I saw a company yesterday use their name in a hashtag for Plaguer. Mm, yeah. Oh boy. And I, I just you know, man. Like yeah. I understand, it's 2021 and things are different. And, and I'm gonna get off my lawn, old man it's thing. All but there is a point where shit is not decent. Yeah. Okay. And this is somebody that died. This is not just a hockey player. Again, it's back to somebody's dad and grandpa. Yeah. And they don't deserve to have the hashtag blah blah blah. I mean, you should obvi- You should be embarrassed by yourself for that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, I-, yeah I just sure. I, it's just disgusting to me, man. People so, do some fucked up shit when that
0: stuff happens. Just um, like to put themselves out in front well, of it, man. Because they don't, look, they, they don't understand it uh, or they don't want to. Yeah. But I will say this. I will say this. Overall, the city of St. Louis realized what they lost. Yeah. Yesterday, and Reed Lowe was on um, Danny Mac, I believe, and BK yesterday, And he was talking about how he'd been off of Facebook for quite a while now because of all the, you know, left-wing, right-wing, this, that, whether hate, hate, I hate you, you hate me, blah, blah, blah. He said it was incredible to turn on his computer, open his Facebook page for the very first time in months, and it was flooded with Bobby Plager pictures. Yeah, He says, all I'll remember is that Bobby Plager changed my facebook changed my world for a day to where all the bullshit was gone and it was all about bobby plager that was bobby yeah and you think about this you guys grew up here and i had we had john Hamm on the show yesterday and i asked him the same question you know what does bobby plager mean for you guys having grown up here yeah because he's not just mr st louis blues guy he helped with the Afton Ice Rink. He used to run camps with Noel Picard. And youth hockey is where it's at today because Bobby Plager stayed here. So for you guys growing up here, um, yeah, you know, I see him signing. I'm going to go all over the place here, so you try to follow me here. Get your dry erase board. Out. <laughs> <laughs> and I apologize. I'm, I guess I'm not uh, going to follow you. I'm just going to catch up. With just, guys. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I've got uh, thoughts just flooding into my head. But Bobby Plager walked around with a sharpie. All the time. And it wasn't because he thought he was cool. It's because he never wanted a kid or a person to walk away having asked for a signature and not got it. Mm-hmm. And so I've watched him at the Hardy's Iceplex sign for hours for little kids and pictures and parents and talk about the same stories over and over and over and never get tired of it. So when I think of when I think of St. Louis, never mind St. Louis blues. If somebody were to Dive into the history of St. Louis. Okay, Lewis and Clark. That's great. Then Bobby Plager. <laughs> like, I'm, not, I'm being a little bit... Right. Right? You have Stan Musial, but Stan is like a Hall of Famer-type player. You know, all the people that you think of, Brad Hall, okay, Hall of Famer. How often do you have a guy who's a meat and potatoes, blue-collar guy, that quite honestly is the biggest rock star of them all yeah. in a city. Yeah. So for you guys to so get me right back to the beginning, for you guys growing up, one, what did you know of Bobby Plague? You talked about it already a little bit. Yeah. But then what did he mean to St. Louis? And what, was, what did he mean to be
2: like a St. Louis Blue? Because – I didn't have that opportunity. Well, let me, Jeff, because I, I, mine is kind of mine is not great. But but I remember the first stories that I remember hearing about blues hockey from my dad were the Plager brothers and Bob Gassoff. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and and my dad would talk about watching Bob Gassoff fight and how he felt like he had this second gear where where you would think that he would be done, but oh boy, here comes this other wave. But he but the Plagers were like the introduction to hockey players to me like like physically like how they looked how they acted how they talked like everything it just was like but but like They look like good dudes. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They look like dudes that, like, I could roll with, which was (laughs) not, uh, you know, a lot of—I'm not an—I wasn't an athletic type, you know? So I think that he was just—honest to God, he was the best ambassador that I could even possibly imagine.
1: Yeah, kind of to combine on what both of you guys are saying, it's really easy for a Brett Hall to be an ambassador for the St. Louis Blues. Look at his records. Mm -hmm. Look at his numbers. Look at his Hall of Fame. Look what he did for the city on the ice. But for the Blues to glom on to somebody who was a – what level player, honestly? He was a role player. He was a role player. Like somebody who – skill-wise, compare him to somebody today. On On today's team? Yeah, from um, a skill level and importance to the team on the ice kind of thing. You know what I'm trying to say. Depending
0: on where you want to rank his career, at what point of his career, anywhere from like uh, Marco Scandella to Robert Bortuzzo. Okay, here's somebody
1: that you don't think, okay, Scandella – Bortuzzo, great careers here. Thank you very much. Have a great life. You're not going to glom onto somebody like that to be a representative of your team, hell, of your business. That tells you so much about this guy because he wasn't the most skilled on the ice, but, man, he made you feel like it was just you and him. It's incredible. Every single time.
0: What he was able to do in the community, I'm just still, like, last night I was trying to digest it all because the branches that come off of the Bob Plager tree, it's incredible. I don't even know if the guy slept, honestly, because every night of the week he had something different that he was out doing. Charity work, uh, talking to local businesses, going to an awards dinner to represent the Blues, being at the Blues game, being out at the uh, Maryville Ice Center for his grandkids, being over at Centene because he wants to catch up with the old alumni guys and maybe go have a steamer. You know? Right. So I'm sitting here going, this guy, it's incredible. And, and, And let's be honest here, the Centene Ice Center... That doesn't exist without Bobby Plager. The Maryville doesn't exist without Bobby Plager. People say Brad Hall built the Kiel Center, which is now Enterprise. Yeah, his popularity for sure built it. But Bobby Plager's uh, interaction with the community and being Mr. St. Louis Blue, that has kept it going. The companies that go there and sponsor and do all this stuff, they all want to talk to Bobby Plager. And he's always got a great story, a joke and we'll get into that in a couple cuz there's a couple I want to get out here because people honestly you deserve to hear some of this stuff.
2: Well, let me just throw this one in there but and then we can we can start there but uh and somebody on my Twitter timeline brought this up and I don't want to take somebody's idea but it was brilliant and it was a statue of Bob out front of, Scott, of of Scott Trade with him like with his hand out so you could get your you could get your picture taken shaking Bobby's hand. I love it. You know what I mean? I mean, it should be something like that. That's pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't, hey, if they want to do a player version, whatever, I'm not going to complain. I'm just saying that's the guy that we know, you know? You could have him in his
0: players' gears to where it's um, like the handshake line at the end of a playoff series to where he'd have his glove tucked with the stick and he's got his hand out to shake it. I just got chills. I love that. And you go over and you shake Mr. Plager's hand, get a picture with it. Yeah. yeah, there's I a. I think it, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go down. I got. I got some good skills. I got a hammer and a chisel. Oh, nice. I can <laughs> just. I mean, I did do a bread hole sculpture <laughs> advice One time.
1: <laughs> well, and and also uh, also one of the other things that I want to say is in, in our industry at least, I, we give crap to each other if somebody famous dies, and immediately people post pictures of them with that person. Yeah. And my oldest Abby sent me a picture that she had taken with Bobby. And she's just beaming, because she is an actual fan. She's not that Absolutely. girly fan. Oh, aren't they cute? Although she loves her some Sammy Blay. And this is a picture <laughs> of her and Bobby. And I was like, I hope she posts that. That's yeah. the one I hope she does post. Because I think it would be cool if people knew my daughter met that dude. Yeah, it's just always, that whole thing is just sort of weird to me. Because, like,
2: if you... Because part of me is like, well, post the picture because it's somebody that uh, influenced you or you really liked and you got the chance to meet him. But I feel like sometimes people in our business use it as like a, oh, like a looky me thing as opposed to the rest in peace thing. You know what I'm saying? That's where it just kind of like gets me, you know, like when Chester Bennington died and then. Oh my God! Like every radio person that I knew Oops. that had met him is throwing a picture up, and I'm like, "Note to I just self, don't... take that down." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I just feel like it's poor form. You well, know, what I'm you saying? know what's
1: funny is during uh, I don't remember what promotion we were doing on the point, uh, but uh, promotion said, "Hey, we found this picture with you and Chester." From some show, yeah. you remember that? Yes. And is it okay if we post it? I was like, yeah, cool. But uh, full disclosure, I have no clue what that was from. <laughs> Zero clue what it was like. Oh six, oh seven, yeah. maybe something. Project like Revolution that. Is, is that what it, it was? was yeah. Okay, that's what I wound up guessing. But Donnie was, like, was there. No, I was I,
2: actually I was there. I was working for Slackers oh, really? at the time. Yeah, I wasn't nice. even working for the radio station. I was selling vinyl or T-shirts uh, at at the venue. But... Were they pirated T-shirts? No, they were not. Sorry. No, <laughs> we don't mess around. <laughs> we, don't mess around with <laughs> we don't mess around with that bootleg nonsense. I already talked about that. So listen, I want to make sure that we have enough time to talk about this Tim Peel situation uh, towards the end of the podcast. Uh, so I want to make sure that we that we space out our time enough to get more Bobby Plager in, but to also talk about the Tim Peel thing because I know people have been asking us oh, yeah. about that. One on Twitter too.
0: Yeah, I'm fired up about that. Um, so let's close out, Bobby. Then right. okay, with yeah. we're
2: transitioning live uh, we're here. We're transitioning <laughs> live,
0: which is fine. People like that. They like that raw. Absolutely. Yeah. That raw. Yeah. yeah, that's what we call it, anyways. Jeff, you have a couple of great Bobby Plager sayings, not necessarily yes. jokes. And that's yes. the best thing about Bobby is it wasn't always a long, drawn out oh, no. story with a at the end. First of all, I said this on the other day, he told his jokes primarily in the first person, yes. meaning that it was happened to him and that it he did it or he said it, and so the joke was so much better because he leave there going, is he telling the truth or d- is he just making either way that was really, really funny? Right. And I think that's an art to yeah, tell absolutely. a joke like Be- that.
1: Because one of the other pieces of art is when you go, oh, man, Bobby, you and your jokes, what does he say? Eh, jokes. He's like what jokes? What jokes? That's it. What's joke? What jokes? Yeah. Uh, one of my all-time favorites quick ones was he would lick the tip of his finger and touch a girl on the shirt, you know, compl- like on the shoulder or something and say, "Let's get you out of these wet clothes." <laughs> but it sounds so dirty, man, but it was so innocent cuz he laughed and there was everybody around. You know, it wasn't like him and somebody over here like that. It was just lighthearted. It's just just funny ass jokes like that. Uh, he
0: had um he had a couple uh, that we talked about yesterday that were really funny. And uh, one of them was uh, a reporter asked him, Hey, Bobby, I, I heard that in the first month of your career, you put five people in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Yep, that's true. He goes, uh, One guy with a torn ACL and four in the maternity ward.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> the- the report. I don't know if it was true story or not. And he goes, the reporter didn't know what to do, so I just walked away and left him. Oh,
1: my gosh. Uh, going up in the, in the, um, up in the stands in Philadelphia, he said it was the city of brotherly love, so we thought we'd go up there and show him some love. Show him some love. And, and by the way, tell me if this is true or not. They said this last night on the, I think it was on the NHL Network, when Darren Pang went on there and talked, which he did great too, uh, was that's why they became uh, such a rough-and-tumble team, the, the Flyers. Uh, the what are they called? The
2: Broadway broad, 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 bullies, Broadway, Broadway broad bullies? Street, bullies. Broad street, Street bullies, bullies, sorry,
1: bullies yeah. because St. Louis went in there and handed them their ass. Yeah, and they went, oh, we we need to we need to do something. St. Here, Louis right?
0: had a bunch of tough players, as we know, some of the toughest guys in the league when they first came in '67, '68, leading up in the early '70s. They just kicked the piss out of people, and so the Flyers had a good team. St. Louis would just bully them around, and so what uh, what Fred Shiro did, the coach. In Philly, said, "No, nope, not anymore. The only team we can't beat or beat up is St. Louis." So he went and recruited every knuckle dragger known to mankind <laughs> in the backwoods of like Canada. Anybody? Don't
1: worry about bringing your stick; you're not going to need it. <laughs> Pretty
0: much, they yeah. did this guy named Moose Dupont. They had uh, I the, that name, Dave the Hammer Schultz. Yeah. The, uh, Bob Battleship Bob Kelly, like they had some certifiable nut bars
1: and great names. Dude.
0: But then, like Dave Clark, though too right, uh, w- oh, Bobby or- Clark, Bobby Clark, Bobby, 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 yeah. Clark. Yeah. Well, Bobby Clark. Though he just assumed parade around the ice with your liver on the end of his stick to score a goal. <laughs> yeah. You know, so but that's why the Broad Street Bullies were put together, correct, Jeff, to counter the St. Louis Blues who were. Uh, the St.
2: Louis bullies, well, basically. Let's get some extra man. credit points for Jeff there today. look at, today. Yeah, look look at, at me job, having man. the NHL really network. Good.
1: And also, I also saw a video on, I believe it was the Twitter Where it was the the massacre in Chicago, was it? Oh, the St. Paddy's Day massacre. St. Paddy's Day massacre. And the announcers from Chicago were on the video. (laughs) They they can't beat Chicago, so they come in with all their bullies. Let's take a look at who's on the ice. And it was like Glenn Featherstone, (laughs) Darren Kimball. I think there was actually a block of ice out there playing forward. (laughs) I'm not sure. But uh, they won the battle, but they lost the game six to two or yeah, something like that. We don't that. talk about that part, though. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh,
0: no, but no, look, Bobby was a huge part of those things and the stories he tells about the Philly thing, the one brawl. He talks about he's back in the back room, the broom closet, basically hiding because the cops are trying to find him and. Like right out of the movie Slapshot, that kind of stuff. Oh,
1: that's right. He hid from the cops yeah, and that's yeah. why he
0: didn't get arrested. And somebody else got blamed for it because he changed his jersey. I wish I could tell the whole story better. I'll go back and listen because I know Bobby has told the story. But basically he eluded the police uh, with, during a brawl in Philly that he had him in the stands punching people and then hiding.
1: That's another thing Bobby Clark, Bobby, Clark, Bobby uh, Plager and I have in common. I eluded the police by changing jerseys one time too. It was at an indoor soccer game, and I mooned the ref. Cops were called because there were minors in the building. They wanted to come arrest me. Jeff, I don't. Can
0: you talk about it? I will edit that out. We'll edit that out.
1: I think. What, what's the statute of
0: limitations? Uh, How long ago was this? Please say 10 Every years. Every like a single week and a half ago. podcast, there is a wrinkle. There
1: is something. Well, there's a couple of wrinkles in this one. I think my teammate, first name Nino, and I'm not going to say his last name, I think is the one who switched jerseys with me. You're like, hey. Because his family was in the police business, so I, he didn't have to worry about it. That's great. <laughs> Can you really get arrested for doing that? I well, I don't I guess know. guess they, they frown upon it anyway. They frown so.
2: upon it. What, one thing here do we know at this point, and I, I assume not. Uh, As far as a memorial goes, I would assume there'll probably be a big public memorial, something or the other, uh, uh, with COVID allowing, I guess. But I would assume that this is a guy that would want the fans to be able to see the casket, things like that.
0: Yeah, I don't know how they're going to go about doing that. Um, I think, in my opinion, because of COVID times right now, I imagine it would be a very private ceremony. That makes more sense. um, Just because they have to. Yeah. Uh, but I do envision a massive celebration mm. at some point, and so my thoughts again on that—just my thoughts. It's nothing to do with the Blues. This is just Jamie Rivers spitting out ideas here. Let's wait. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Let's wait. Let's wait till next season. Let's wait till you know you have a break in November or December, and we have a Bobby Plager night. Not even a game on that night. No game because this way the players, the current players, can participate, and you do it at maybe the the. The, the opera house, what is it called now? Stiefel. Stiefel mm-hmm. where you have all that. You have the players on stage. You have former teammates on stage. Everybody gets up, tells Bobby stories. You have pictures that are rolling on loop the whole time. Yep. Local businessmen or people that he has influenced get up and talk about it. And you have all these people. Heck, you could probably use the Enterprise Center to do it. Mm-hmm. You yeah. really could. You could do like a rock concert where you have everybody at one end and then three quarters of it and people on the floor. I love it. You know, I think that that would be incredible. I think Bobby deserves that. Yeah. Um, so that would be my idea of it. And, you know, sell Bobby Plager T-shirts, whatever it is. I don't care. Yeah. And, and whatever money you raise goes to Bobby's charity because he had so many charities that he worked with. I think there's so many angles to really spin something positive to help the community because Bobby would have wanted that. And then, two. Uh, Bobby would not have wanted the celebration. He would have been embarrassed and called us fools for it because he didn't like all the attention. He right. liked to just be himself and kind of tuck away and uh, to leave me alone. Not in a bad way, but I don't want the attention right. type thing. Uh, but I do think that he, the player, deserves it from the entire city. So, heck, if that's the case, we may have to rent out the dome. Yeah, For would be okay with that.
1: <laughs> go. I'll throw in a couple of bucks, yeah, but whatever we my do. God. Right. Sorry.
0: <laughs> Speaking of a couple of bucks, by the way, Any- I, I did want to get this out there. Uh, because before we transition here, Bobby Plager was a huge part of the St. Louis Blues Alumni, and he's been a massive um, driving force in growing it. And the St. Louis Blues Alumni, as you guys know, is, is very, very large and strong, and we do a lot of great work for the community, raise a lot of money. Well, right now, the Blues Alumni is, started a St. Louis fund basically. it's You guys heard of the Barstool Fund? Sure. Where they've raised like 30 some million for local, not local, but small businesses. We stole the idea. Absolutely. Who doesn't want to steal a great idea to help small businesses, but we're keeping it local here in St. Louis. And so what we're doing is we're raising up to $300,000. And then we have an anonymous, very generous donor that's going to match that. And that will be a $600,000 total And that money will be dispersed out to local small businesses that need the help through this COVID crap that we've dealt with. So if you have a chance, go to stlbluesalumni.com and you can get on there and register and donate. Five bucks, 10 bucks, 20 bucks. Everything that is raised is going to go back into our community. And the reason I bring it up now is because there's no better time. Bobby Plager would have... Well, he was behind this 100%, but Bobby Plager would want our city to rally around itself and help small businesses. So get over to stlbluesalumni.com, register, sign up. If you're a small business and you need help, do the same thing. Go to the website, put your name. There's some, a certain criteria we plan on helping as many small businesses as we can. Ah, you guys make us proud.
1: Yep, You really very,
0: do
2: very much so. S- so uh, obviously, the one thing that we got to we, we have to address here today uh, is the Tim Peel controversy. Happened the other night in Nashville. Oh, good uh, old he, Peel. He's, he's heard on a on a hot mic, essentially saying that there was not much of a penalty, but he was pretty much calling one to even up. Mm-hmm. Now I have a lot of thoughts on this, and I'm going to start with we all know that this is how it goes. Mm -hmm. This is, as a hockey fan, we know the even-up process of things. Obviously, getting caught on the mic is really poor form, Tim Peel, but he is not the only one doing this. I I just, there's just some things I don't understand here. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I I feel like maybe he was on the way out anyway, which we already kind of knew that he was doing his last year. Mm -hmm. I just, there's a lot of things here that don't
1: sort of line up for me. And I just kind of want to get, what do you guys to think? To me, this is like Fight Club. It happens, you don't talk about it. To me, it's like your parents have intercourse. They don't talk about it. Right. You know what I mean? Well, it happens. huh? Maybe we do. Not on microphone like Tim Peel. What I'm saying is oh, yeah. it happens. Tim Peel got caught admitting that it happens. How many times have we heard the phrase, oh, well, there's a makeup call. Right. Or, hey, boys, be careful. Makeup call common, something to that effect. When the penalties get very, very lopsided, it can happen. I can see a ref, go, and if I'm regurgitating what I heard you say, I'm sorry, but I can see a ref going over to a bench and going, boys, look, this, this, and this, you got to knock it off or else I'm going to start calling it. I get that because that happens. But just because he got caught saying that on the microphone doesn't mean that it doesn't happen all the time. It does.
0: Yeah, so first of all, NHL, good luck miking up refs in the future. I'll tell you that much. Last night uh, was funny as hell because one referee player went over to talk to him, and he put his hand right over the microphone. Good right? for him. And there was pictures of it everywhere. And basically, somebody's like, well, "Get used to this," yeah. because of that bullshit that would, would happen with Tim Peel. Let's let's just do this for a second. Let's dive back into the history of Tim Peel because we had Carrie Fraser on the fast lane uh, earlier this week, and he was awesome. And f- unfortunately, Carrie Fraser ended up coming on the day where we found out about Bobby Plager. Um, and I was kind of sidetracked a little bit. Right. But, and so was Carrie. Carrie knew Bobby Plager very well. But he did have hit on some great things on that. The main thing is you need the referee to have makeup calls. You want that. It's like that movie.
1: Who's, who's you? Are you talking about the, the fans, player? Or the the fans? players, the players, okay.
0: everybody. Because everybody. it's it's like that movie, uh, a few good men, right? Remember? Jack Nicholson, you want me on that wall? You need me on that wall. That whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. It it, what it does is it it controls the temperature of the game. So if there is a team that feels like they're getting jobbed throughout the game, and there is really no calls going the other way, but you can you can feel now the intensity is rising on the ice. Guys are frustrated. The coach is yelling. Things are happening. You find a call. You find one. It's not like it's a makeup call. I mean, it is a make up call, not a made up call. Makes sense. Usually it's something that's borderline right there, could be called, it would ordinarily get ignored, but we're going to call it. You know why? Boom. Now it satisfies that team. They right. got they got a pound of flashback. Okay. Yeah. Now the penalties are only four to one, not four nothing, you know? And right. So the referees utilize it sometimes as a tool to control the temperature of the game so that some one side doesn't feel like they're getting worked more than the other
1: so my question is as fans we know it happens as players you know it happens as far as the makeup call thing is concerned yeah. the nhl knows it happens why do you get in so much crap is it the NHLs well, covering, covering their ass? Welcome to cancel culture, Jeff. Okay. So it's so I'm is, sorry. It, is mean, it the
0: NHL covering their ass? This is the NHL. This is well, this is the world covering its ass and I'm not diving into anything here that is not true. You know anything right now. You say something sideways that you take out of context, well they're going to cancel you. Whoever oh, yeah. it is, yeah, you're we're,
1: we're all one phrase away from never being in Every day I ever always again. say to
0: my show, I'm like, guys, uh, thank you for having me in case this is my last show.
1: Right, yeah. Because who knows what you say, I say right? that just because I get
0: fired all the time. Well, that's a good point, too. <laughs> um, but, no, my point is here is he was caught on the hot mic saying it. He did owe that team a penalty. He, it, the referee system now is two guys. Okay, so let me backtrack. It used to be one guy. And the one guy could control the flow of the game, and he knew what was going on, and, and you, you could feel... When you have a two-referee system, like two people are able to call penalties, you ever look at a painting, and you see something, a work of art, you see something, you see some details, then you ask your friend or your girlfriend or your wife or whoever, what do you see in that picture? And they see something completely different than you do? Right. Yeah. Welcome to the two-referee system. Mm-hmm. So what happens is you have a referee... That calls one, and you're looking at it, you're Tim Peel, you go, holy crap, um, that's, that's a bad call, you know? So how do I fix that? Because that team is losing their mind right now, and we look really bad. Because when we go in for the intermission and I show my partner the video, he's going to be like, oh, boy. So then you still have to have the makeup call at that point. So Tim Peel finds a, an obstruction, a tripping, a hooking in on the hands, a high elbow, something it's a penalty, but ordinarily you kind of let it go. You call it.
1: Would it be smart to start a period, like, if you knew you were getting one, start a period just with a, with a penalty? Um, like, just go trip somebody and say, let's get this done and get over, it over with. with. Yeah. Uh, no. Or is that, is that looking at it too much?
0: It's – that's really – yeah. I mean, look, there's always the chance that the referee doesn't have the makeup call. And the makeup call, by the way, isn't always a penalty, okay? And this is what people don't understand, and this is what I talked about with Carrie Fraser the other day on the show was – Kerry Fraser knew I got jobbed one time. It was a bad penalty. I didn't even touch the guy. It was his own teammate's stick. Came up and hit him in the face, and I got a penalty. And I to- I was losing it. And I told him, I'm like, Kerry, son of a bitch. I-, I didn't get him with my fucking stick. It was his phone fucking teammate. <laughs> <laughs> and I screamed at him, and he gave me the, you know, the dirt off the shoulder, shut up, you know. I'm like, okay. He goes into the intermission, comes back out, And uh, he looks over at me, and he goes, you're right. And I'm like, okay, fine. At least I got some acknowledgement, right? At least I'm not crazy. Right. At least not at that moment. And so the rest of the period now, I'm playing. We get a penalty kill. I'm in front of the net, and I'm cross-checking the shit out of somebody. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm hacking them in the back of the legs. I'm cross-checking. Just giving her. Right. The puck goes down the ice. Carrie Fraser goes out of his way, skates right up next to me, and goes... All right, have you got your pound of flesh now? (laughs) You know, that's a better way to
1: do it. He's like,
0: now we're even, okay? Because he goes, I could have called four there. He goes, I didn't call any. I'm like,
2: gotcha. See, that to me is what makes this so much more confusing because we all know that it's happening like, Regularly every day, maybe,
1: maybe it, the makeup penalty is a, is a minute as opposed to two. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, so Jeff. So, no, we, no, <laughs> Jeff, so you, you are wait, tired. All right, this is a makeup call, it's only one minute. Get does Tim
0: Peel
2: sue the NHL for wrongful termination?
0: Well, well, hang on now, this is where it gets fun, Donnie. He's not terminated. That's why they didn't terminate him, okay? They said he will no longer be working games this week. So, basically, it's just like an employer, right? If your employer said to you, Donnie, we're going to keep paying you uh-huh. through the end of your contract, but we don't require you to come to work every day.
2: Oh, well, that'd be interesting. <laughs> right? I guess I probably
0: wouldn't come to work. That's right, but you'd yeah. collect a paycheck. Oh, right? absolutely. And, and so, with the referees' uh, union and pension and all that stuff that he has post career, which, by the way, he was retiring in April. And, his, and right. his last, first of all, Tim Peel is from St. Louis, lives here. Raises his family, coaches youth hockey, has a mortgage lending business on the side. All of this, his last game as an NHL ref was supposed to be here at Enterprise Center, a blues game. How incredible would that have been for Tim Peel and his family? So now that being said, Tim Peel does not have a wrongful dismissal suit because he's not been fired. Right. He just won't be working. So, question for you: Is this that's the NHL's <laughs> way of slippery?
1: Is this one of the reasons why we never hear from the officials? Like, there's never any post game with the officials. There's no, uh, never any interviews. You know, they're they're largely a mystery when they're off the ice.
0: Yeah, I think they, I think they purposely do that so the referees don't say something stupid like that. Yeah. Like, say, well, I owed them a call because of this, and they're like, whoa, you know. Yeah. I think in the future you're going to have to have a representative of the league that joins press conferences
1: and discusses the game. Yeah, because it always upsets me that players and coaches can go, oh, this call and that call, but the but the refs can't either defend themselves or say, Yeah, you know, you're right. It's a fast game. I missed it.
0: Yeah. It's I mean, you
1: just you don't
0: have it. I don't know if that's coming in the future because in-game betting is coming and all that. And that's what people are all in an uproar too is, well, if there's a makeup call or if this world has makeup calls, how does that affect my bet? You know, how does it you're right, but people have been betting on the NFL for years now, yeah, and yeah. Uh, there's makeup calls everywhere, yep. everywhere. And the one thing, too, last thing I'll say about Tim Tim Peel, he'd been refing for 20 years. He's worked an incredible amount of Stanley Cup playoff games, Stanley Cup Finals, All Star games, uh, Winter Classics. You don't give games like that to guys who are shitty.
1: Yeah, right. or ha- and have a history of and them. have a bad history.
0: Yeah, you don't give guys those games, and you don't make those guys mentors. This year, Tim Peels' victory tour here, his last tour, he's been on with a lot of young guys, and his job has been to mentor and show them the way, and talk to them, and be the you know the the transition guy. Yeah, he's
1: passing the torch. Yeah. yeah. To,
0: to me, it feels like a scapegoat. It yeah, is. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's, 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 it feels that's like, like it they're not inf- firing him, too. Right. They're probably said to him, Hey, Peelzy, guess what? This is bad look for all of us. Right. We're going to keep paying you. Okay. Um, you're going to keep your mouth shut. You're going to get your full pension and, you know, whatever medical coverage that you're owed. And we're just going to try and make this go away. Right. Works. Man, no, oh, it man. it doesn't work. No, I'm saying from the money standpoint. Yeah, but it doesn't work for Tim Peel's no. reputation. No, no, absolutely because not. Because he'll be forever known as the referee that got. Fired, even though he hasn't been fired right. for a hot mic. Right for
2: for, for doing what every other
0: acting <laughs> rep does. Ref Probably does. ten games away from the end of his career too.
1: And that last game, like you said, here with the Blues. Oh, unbelievable! Man. There's no way they're gonna reverse that, right? That-
0: He could appeal it, but I bet you they have an agreement saying if you come back and appeal this and you lose, then you will be terminated and you will lose this. And I don't know all this for a fact, but this is just me thinking, okay, you know this is how they're going to do it. This is how they're going to job him.
1: You know what you do? The Blues roll him out in that last game and just have him say hello to everybody. The
0: Blues should roll him out
1: and drop the puck. Absolutely, man. That would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. And would he come in here and talk at all you think or no? When the season's over. Yeah, that's know. what I mean, yeah. A hundred percent. I'd love to meet him and, and, and Gilsey just... Gilsey and
0: I started together in the OHL. I was like 15 or 16. He was a couple of years older. And we both worked our way up together. I've had many beers with the guy... Uh, he's a great dude.
1: And by the way, uh, for the casual hockey fan, every referee is not a disgruntled, I didn't make it to the NHL hockey player, correct?
0: No, no yeah.
1: 100%. They're fans of the game and fans of the rules and, yeah. and all that kind of, and sort of
0: stuff. And half of so. them sucked, and that's why they're
1: referees. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, boys, I'm super high on cough medicine, so I got to get real. out of here. Uh,
2: Last Minute of Blues anymore? podcast. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Last Minute of Blues podcast. We'll be back on Monday. Thank you very much for listening to everybody. Jamie, Jeff, and Donnie saying thank you and let's go, Blues the last minute blues podcast hear more at 1057 thepointcom
1: peloton let's go this holiday with the right music and the
2: right motivation from world-class instructors
0: we're gonna pick it up a notch it's the holiday season you might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes from running to cycling to yoga try peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial